and we're back with another fabulous, fabulous episode of Civil Discord, your radical dose of curiosity, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. As always, when um, whenever I decide to show up and the wife doesn't pull me to do husband duties on the weekends and so forth, I am um, one of your hosts, Maurice Jones. And with me more often than I'm even on the show is Amanda, the Supreme Overlord of Liberty out there in the People's Republic of California. Amanda, how's it going? It's going all right, except uh, where we might be in a state of anarchy. I might be ready to take over as the Supreme Overlord of Liberty uh, because our beloved leader, Gavin with the good hair, has not been seen publicly uh, since he received his vaccine booster. So he got a vaccine booster, then very abruptly canceled his Zoom appearance at the climate summit. Um, really? Yes. And then it's been about 10 days since his last public appearance. He did like tweet out um, basically like go vote for the Democrats or someone who has access uh-huh. to his account or whatever tweeted out standard go vote for the Democrats right before election day. But he hasn't right. been seen. This is ex- extremely uncommon, uh, both for him and for his good hair, because he likes to <laughs> make appearances regularly and talk about the COVID. Um, now again, this is how we're different ladies and gentlemen from people who are very, very rabid about certain, uh, vaccine mandates and the like, because, um, I don't want any harm to have come to him. I hope that he is fine. I hope his good hair is fine. I hope that, I mean, I would love for him to live a long, happy life outside of public service. But I'm not, if, if this is a vaccine side effect thing, and we have no idea whether it is or not, uh, but if it is, that's, you know, I'm not rejoicing about that. I, I hope that he is uh, doing all right. Definitely. Um, and as much as I don't like his politics and, and his, his, uh, his authoritarianness and how he operates, I do not wish any ill on him. Or anybody of that nature. That's mm-hmm. I, I'm the I'm I completely wholeheartedly agree with you. This is where we do differ um, from other people. Is if I disagree with them, they wish harm on me and they wish that I would catch COVID and die mm-hmm. and and all this other kind of stuff. Whereas I, on the other hand, just think, you know what? I hope you're okay. I hope you're yeah. doing well. Um, I just like, like I I don't want you to die. I don't want you to have to deal with specific things. Um, I don't. I I don't want to be right all the time. Um, I mean, there are times where like, man, I hope I'm wrong on this, but, and we tend to turn out to be right. So um, Gavin with a good hair, wherever you are, I bet you're not listening, but if you happen to be listening, we do wish you the best and a speedy recovery. If it has anything to do with this booster shot. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. So speedy recovery. You made it through an election year. Um, you, I, I guess you'll be all right, but maybe, eh. maybe he is listening. Maybe this, maybe this was a turning point for him. Maybe he's listening like, you know, they have some good points about certain things. I should stop making gas need to go through various refinement processes yes. more expensive than anywhere else in the country. Anyway, yeah. Maybe, maybe he is more expensive than anywhere in the country. Really? Of course there's a, uh, there's a, um, I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this meme that, I, I've actually seen it like this sticker some places in Texas and it's got Joe Biden and it's saying, I did this. 
oh, and it's dear. got him pointing. And it's literally, you see, like th- they have it on a gas pump, and it ha- it's, it's up there next to the prices because the prices and the prices in oil have started to skyrocket. I'm gonna say skyrocket, but they've gone up, and so your gas is, and so of course, oil goes up, the cost of gas goes up, so forth, and then it's got Joe Biden sitting there saying, "I did this." Now, I don't fully believe that Joe Biden does a lot of like like did a lot of that from. From from the mere thing that the, the the president really doesn't control a whole lot of things when it comes to economics, as far as um, specific, especially oil and stuff like that goes, um, for the most part. Now they can have specific things here and there, but they, and as a whole, they don't really control a whole lot. Um, contrary to popular belief, they <laughs> they they their power is not as is not as much as you think it is outside the realm of the executive branch Mm -hmm. and within that realm of the executive branch we do have osha Mm. so osha is 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 kind of under that umbrella and osha decided to um kind of come out with their they specifically use the word rules as opposed to what people like to call it as far as laws because it's not a law it's not a law law. it's not a law it's a rule did you vote did you vote for anyone in osha when were the OSHA elections? I've been trying to figure that out for the past 33 years. I have no idea when I voted for somebody in OSHA. And I've always been like, who is OSHA? And why did, why did they get to tell me what I can do as a manager? Now, granted, I do understand that they provide some basic guidelines for how you should run your company and how you should treat your employees and so forth. And on face level, it seems good. It does. But then you come up with, th- with, 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 with things like this with OSHA and saying what they what you can and can't do and how to follow these specific rules for their for these vaccine mandates, not man dates, but vaccine mandates, and so forth. Because I see a lot of people on TikTok getting that confused. They think it's mandates, and it's like no, they they're forcing you to take a vaccine. So, um, but but what what exactly is OSHA doing as far as their guidelines? Their I'm sorry, their rules coming out. Yeah. Of so what OSHA's trying to do is is instituting this this mandatory vaccination policy whereby there's a no end date. Um, and there this is a temporary rule. It's like the beta testing the rule. The permanent rule uh, would affect all companies, not just companies with more than 100 employees. Uh, it might remove the option to test out uh, of COVID. So based what the way that it works right now is that you can have certain religious or medical exemptions, but the uh, the rule for that is that you then have to uh, test weekly or bi-weekly, and what the permanent rule might do is remove that stipulation. Um, it would, again, it, it would force millions out of work. This includes police, nurses, truckers, EMTs. In fact, uh, Mayor uh, Villargoza, uh, came out and or not mayor. Wow, wow. Um, the, the LA, uh, the LA police, uh, the LA sheriff. I, I'm getting, I'm getting everyone confused. The LA <laughs> sheriff came out. Ever since Gavin with the good hair is gone, I just, I don't know who my lawmakers are. He came out and and he said that he wasn't going to be enforcing this uh, this rule. And he basically came out and said that uh, vaccine mandates are a public health emergency, which was the best troll. It really was. But he said, look, we're going to have all these people quitting and we're going to have more crime and we can't respond to it. Uh, Now, everyone knows that there is a fine for violations. but The fine goes up to one hundred forty thousand dollars for a willful violation. 
I like to think of this as how the infrastructure bill pays for itself. This, this, is, <laughs> this is how we're going to actually fund the infrastructure bill is we're just going to be writing people fines. It's going to be fantastic. Right. Right. Unfortunately, however, for OSHA, the rule has been stayed by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and this broke yesterday. Uh, what that means is that local mandates could still apply. So if Gavin with good hair comes out of his hole and, and still wants to implement this mandate, that would still hold. Right. I don't know what the wording of the petition for the stay was. Now, it could provide precedent for injunctions against local mandates, but that depends on whether uh, this stay was granted on grounds mm. of jurisdiction, uh, jurisdictional illegitimacy in which case you wouldn't have a stay, but you might have some precedence for a stay. Meanwhile, of course, you've got a bunch of companies that are uh, getting ready to uh, to file suit. Of course, there has to be harm first. Uh, so I think we we know that the Daily Wire team is, is working with a bunch of lawyers. <laughs> like, yes, Ben, you can afford that sort of thing, but good for right. him. Good right. for him. So we're exactly. waiting. One of the things that, that, that I actually find very um, ironic with um with this whole OSHA and vaccines and how things operate. Um it's it's crazy. So I um I I went to the OSHA.gov slash coronavirus frequently asked questions. And so um I've I've because with OSHA anytime that they that that you have any sort of like reaction to a vaccine oh, yeah. or you have any sort of like or reaction to anything that is required via OSHA, it has to be reported. Like anytime you as an employer make your employees do something, um, as far as you know, whether you're getting shots, vax, vaccines, or whatever the case may be, it has to be report it has to be reported to OSHA always. So you go through the OSHA frequently asked questions. I mean, and this is not fairly, it's this is not new news, but it just goes in line with OSHA. With the, I'm sorry, and that probably, hopefully that noise doesn't come through. And if it does, sorry, it is what it is. But I heard some music in my, some 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 emails and stuff popping through. Don't know why that's happening. But anyway, maybe it's the government knowing that I don't, that they don't want me talking about OSHA right now. But, so the frequently asked question is, are adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine, vaccine recordable on the OSHA record keeping log? And so, this is their response. This is on the OSHA website. Like, don't take my word for it. Go to OSHA.gov slash coronavirus slash FAQS. And it is right under the vaccine related. And that's the question. And this is what they this is how it reads. Department of Labor and OSHA, as well as other federal agencies, are working diligently to encourage COVID-19 vac vaccinations. OSHA does not wish to have any appearance of discouraging workers from receiving COVID-19 vaccination and also does not wish to disincentivize employers' vaccination efforts as a result. So before I finish reading the finish reading the rest of the response, they're saying we don't want to say to 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 tell people, hey, you this may not be good for you. Depending on who you are, or where the case may be, we don't want to discourage any of that. We want we want to make sure everybody gets vaccinated, regardless of how you feel about it. So they said, as a result, OSHA will not enforce 29 CFR 1904's recording requirements to require any employers to record worker side effects from COVID-19 vaccination, at least through May 2022. We will reevaluate the agency's position 
at that time to determine the best course of action moving forward. So quiet, quiet part out loud. <laughs> you're literally telling me that, hey, you guys have to take it. You meet these requirements. You have to take it. Oh, okay, OSHA. But what if one of my employers, my, one of my employees, has some sort of adverse reaction to this because I'm forcing them to take it? Like it's it's a it's coercion. It's what it is. It's either it's your job, either you work here and take and get the vaccine, or you no longer work here. Like that is that is the situation that they're in. They say, eh, you know what? You don't have to report it. Even according to our guidelines, what OSHA has established as you have to report, they're now saying, eh, for this one, we're going to make an exception, not because of anything else, but but the mere fact of we don't want to discourage people from getting this. Like it's, they yeah. literally just, it's right there on the website under the frequently asked questions. Like they're not, they're not hiding any of it. It has nothing to do, if this had everything to do with safety and so forth, and 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 numbers and again, I am not telling people that they should not get the vaccine. That is not what I am saying at mm-hmm. all. If you do the research and you and you feel like you should get it, then get it. If I do my own research and feel like, uh, I've done a little bit of research. There's a lot of studies that said natural immunity may actually be a little bit better than the vaccine or so forth, at least equal, if not better, then allow me to do that research and make my own decisions and move forward. That's okay. But you literally have an have have a government agency of the executive branch that is saying you know what we don't care what the ramifications of this vaccine are to specific people either they get it or you're going to be fine also wouldn't not reporting it discourage you more i mean i'm just thinking if someone says well you have to do this thing and i say well what are the risks of doing it and or and you know if if can I can I hear about the risks if if there are if if there are side effects or whatever? It's must no, mm-hmm. we're actually we're not allowing that. That is going to make me more <laughs> skeezed out. Like that's right. Like, okay. Well, and by the way, who's liable? What happens if someone has a side effect? Is the employer liable? Is the is the government liable? Is is the infrastructure bill unpaying for itself in that situation? Oh, that's I, ridiculous. And I also want to know, uh, should. By the logic of, you know, you should be testing because if you're not vaccinated, yes, if you're not vaccinated, you are more likely to get SARS-CoV-2. You're also more likely to get symptomatic SARS-CoV-2. In fact, that's one of the main selling points of the vaccine. However, if you're unvaccinated, or sorry, if you are vaccinated, you can, you're more likely to get asymptomatic SARS-CoV-2. So shouldn't the mandatory testing be in place for everyone. Because if I'm sick, I'm going to stay home. But if I don't know that I'm sick, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to spread COVID. Exactly. Th- to me, logically, that would make sense. If Whether or not you're vaccinated, and you, you should take it. You should take a test. If that's what we're going, if, if we're talking about safety and you're talking about saving people's lives. And if this is, if this is your talking point of, I've got, it's, it's, I'm reading this book, this great book, and you're a part of this social contract and you've, and regardless of when you've signed the actual social contract, and I'm trying not to get into too much and cappy over here, but regardless of when you sign this social contract, a contract that you can never leave, never know, like never nullify, never get out of or whatever, because we're in this social contract within society, then 
you need to make sure that you're taking care of everybody else around you. So that means everywhere you go, you need to take a test, whether you're asymptomatic or not, regardless of whether you have the vaccine. I need yeah. I need you to take the vaccine and I need you to, pr- to provide me a negative COVID test every time you go somewhere. But that's not the logic that anybody's using. Why? Because that because that th- that is just a talking point that it's empty talking points that everybody wants to push with. Oh, because it's 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 the scare tactic of you got to get the vaccine. You got to get the vaccine. You got to get the vaccine. As opposed to everything else, it's a hey. How about you make your own decision on whether you, on whether or not you you want to get the vaccine? And OSHA is trying to enforce this stuff. Now, granted, you, uh, th- th- there was a federal court that 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 did that did issue a stay on this. There are governors that have come out and said, "Sorry, OSHA is doing this. We got an executive order that we are not forcing this. Mm-hmm. That, that, that you cannot do that." My my governor, Governor Abbott, regardless of whether I like him or not, has come out and said that. Um, I know DeSantis has said it, and he's probably he was. I want to say he was the first one to do it because he's bidding up for his 2024 presidential run. Um, which I feel like, um, w- w- when it comes to all these talking points, the Republicans have a great, great, great chance of entirely flipping this country around in the next three years. Um, uh, w- within the next three years, but we'll talk about that later. They can but, screw it I mean, up. They're great yes, at that. Yes, they're, oh, <laughs> so they're great at, at screwing it up. One hundred percent great at screwing up. And and Virginia and v- Virginia is is an instance in where they have they do have the potential to screw this up. But um, but you you have all these governors coming out and saying, oh no, we're like we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Which is which I think is a great thing. Um. At least for my society, because you you're literally pitting the federal government against the state governments and who has supremacy. And mm-hmm. then finally, we can take this beloved constitution that we that we have, and you can have a state suing the federal government over some over specific things, and then you can literally have people interpret the ninth and tenth amendment as they're supposed to be interpreted. Now, granted, would they I'm not sure. I don't trust Brett Kavanaugh. I don't trust um, ACB. I mean, she's kind of up in the air as far as how. But I don't trust a lot of these people who who are who Donald Trump has put in. Oh, yeah, they're supposed to be conservatives and they're supposed to be constitutional guys. And they're really not. They're just political. I don't want to call them hacks, but they're very much political judges just like everybody else on the Supreme Court is. And, and it's not, there is no true interpretation of the constitution. It's more of a, what does my philosophy believe to be about the constitution to be correct and to not be correct and so forth. Um, but I think this is a great thing that OSHA is, is, is doing. I, this as much as, as black pill as I often get, I would say over the past two or three weeks, these news cycles have very much white pilled me. Yeah, very I, much so. Like I'm just, I get so excited. That and I ask myself, I'm like, am I just, am I just in a bubble? Is it because? And then I get worried because I'm like, well, I'm hearing all of this news, and of mm-hmm. course, you, you know, you try to tune into the craziness, you try to tune into what what the absurd commentary is is, is saying. Right. But it seems like people are becoming more and more restless, which is which is a good thing. Yes. Um, yeah. I people are growing tired of a lot of what the government has been doing over the past two, three years. I mean, even even under the beloved President Trump, that that the right loves to worship, 
And, who was I mean, fine and, with lockdowns. Yes. The loving President I, Trump who was fine with lockdowns. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I, this, is, this is how I know. This is the part that really draws me back to reality of like, I don't feel like there's any hope for for Republicans to to follow through with what they do because people people forget that Donald Trump is the person who started the lockdowns. Like he was, hey, we have until like he's the one who said we're good until Easter. After Easter, this this this, and then of course the states are like, well, if you're saying this and we don't deem it as okay. Then and we believe in the supremacy of 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 the states. Then I can push my lockdown even further mm. than than Easter, and then I can do this and I can do this and oh my gosh, like and so. Th- but that was the he could have easily said, "Uh, uh-uh, we're not locking anybody down," or he could have said, "States do what you need to do as a state." And the federal government will not intervene. We will do what we can to to provide you the 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 sourcing of, of the money that we take from your citizens, we can provide you with that. And there you go and move on. And I would have been better with that, but no, that's not what, what, what the beloved Trump did. He, he enacted the whole, like, I can't remember what it's called. Well, he um, also did the helicopter money and he wanted, he yes. wanted to sign. He wanted to have his name on that check. Exactly. So sign yeah. from daddy Trump, like, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like, all this kind of stuff, but so which is why I don't have any faith in the Republicans. No. Um, as 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 much as I don't have any faith in Democrats, but at least like uh, when in the words of the great um, Eric July, he says Republicans campaign like libertarians and then um and then govern like Democrats, which is pretty true. Like yep. w- 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 when you think about it, so because a they'll be on the campaign trail. Oh, this this is and libertarians like oh yeah, like that sounds great. Then they get in office and it's completely different. Um, but I mean, but even like like Donald Trump, he's on his campaign trail again. Like he's going to run in 2024. I'm not sure that he will. But I, I always um, think it's going to be a son. Like I feel I honestly I feel like that's a better strategy. But who knows? Who knows? Yes. Who knows? We'll see. But um, and we, we um, I kind of hinted at it before. But um, when we discuss Republicans and the things that that they that they do and how they talk, um, there were for those of you who don't know, there's pretty much an election every single year in November, uh, in different States. Um, Virginia is one of those that's out of cycle. I know New Jersey had a, um, had a, a gubernatorial, um, election as well and so forth. And I don't know if those results have come, I, the, they, the uh, a- yeah. associated press has, has, has said they come back, but I'm pretty sure the Republicans are going to want to audit that vote. And, I think and it's so not, it, it might be an automatic recall because of yeah. how close it is. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, cause it was, I mean, we're talking like, like when I saw it was like, like a couple of thousand votes, like one way or another kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but th- with uh, Murphy, I don't know his first name, but Murphy, the governor of New Jersey. But we're not talking about that one right now. Virginia, Virginia. I'm talking like they flipped the switch. It, Holy heck. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't dive into elections this much as far as like complete switches. But for me, it has probably got to be one of the biggest switches from within a state that I've ever witnessed. Like, I mean, it it went from I think it was like it went from from like 5145 or something like that flipped for I, I can't remember the, the exact details, but I'm talking like 
the Democrats lost about 20 seats. This yeah. isn't a state house. Like we're, we're not talking, a, a you know, the house, the Congress that's got, you know, 400, was it 435 in, mm-hmm. in the House of Representatives? We're not talking 20 seats there. We're talking 20 seats within like 120 people max or whatnot is, is what the, I, I think it's closer to 100 um, is what this flip has been. And man, it has been nuts. It's Social media has gone crazy over this. CNN talks about it. It's because white people don't want racism taught in schools and this, that, well, and no, the they other. They do want and, racism taught exactly. in schools. <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. And I, I, this is not an original take, but it, it, it's, it's simultaneously critical race theory doesn't exist. Critical race theory isn't being taught in schools. If you disagree with critical race theory, you're a racist. Right. It's so, uh, yeah. that like, I, 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 I can't remember who compiled it, but that they literally took like a bunch of CNN and MSNBC, um, like the night of the elections and, and the day after just one thing after another, just talking about schooling, 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 partly because that is what the governor ran on it's was, a- was, was yeah. literally talking about like school choice allowing your uh, allowing you to have an impact on what your on what your students are learning. Well, it was such an unforced error. So for for listeners, I am a recovering Virginia inhabitant, um, <laughs> and I'm also a recovering inhabitant of Northern Virginia, which is super super blue. Always has been all my life, uh, and, and so just outside of DC, I grew up just outside of DC. And it's basically, I grew up in the place where people who are bureaucrats and want to not pay DC property taxes live. So it's just a whole bunch of people who want bigger government so that they can keep their jobs and and so on and so forth. Right. Um, So all my life, I have thought of Virginia as a blue state, even though if you look at the pop, if you look at a geographical map, it's painted pretty red. Right. Fairfax County in particular is so massive in terms yeah. of population compared to any, I mean, even it's, it's the second biggest County is in the hundreds of thousands. Fairfax is over a million. Right. Um, Almost like Illinois makeup. Like yeah, oh yeah. everybody, like, like every other, every other County, except for the County that Chicago's in is red. Yes. And that state is still blue. I always had trouble re- remembering that I lived in Illinois when I lived in Chicago. I was like, no, my state is Chicago. I don't know what you, the CH, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago. Um, yeah. So I was very, very attuned to the Virginia election. Also as a person who really cares a lot for someone who is childless and barren, I, I care a lot about education, about kids' education. Um, it's one of the biggest things in, in, in my life. It's one of the biggest issues for me always has been, hopefully always will be. And I want to, uh, really credit the Democrats for pushing the Republicans to victory on this because they committed so many unforced errors, uh, from Terry McAuliffe's, you know, parents, should not be telling oh my schools what to teach. Yes, um, parents should have no influence on what their students are students are learning. Should in have no that's say. And then he doubled down. I was like, well, that's the that's the time when you send out the spokes hole and they yeah. say he misspoke. You know right. what he meant was no, no. They got op eds in the Washington Post saying parents are wrong. I'm sorry. Yep. If you put your if you 
take parents and force them to have their children baby like have not work while their children sit in front of a screen all day and say this is school now you can't you can't work you can't go to work your kids in zoom school this is what we're doing and by the way once they go back into school completely thankless you're the right. enemy you're the villain after you've heard the sort of things that have been forced to be taught. Cause I don't think this is a parents versus teachers thing. I think this is a parents versus school boards thing. Yeah. Parents versus yep. teachers union thing. I'm not, I'm not against teachers. In fact, by many accounts, I feel like teachers do a much better job at teaching than parents, not all, but many. <laughs> right. Definitely. This, that's not what this is about. When you double down on parents against parents, yeah. That is one of the most foolish, especially since when you look at how Biden won. Yeah. Who was that? Was the white women? It was the moms. It was the suburban moms. Yeah. So you yep. take that demographic and you're like, screw you, suburban yeah. moms demographic that pushed me to victory. You all suck. You're all Karens. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm angry about their rhetoric, but I'm also angry just about the sheer stupidity of it because this is not how you win an election. I just – Not at all. Yeah. Can, can we talk for a second about Winston Sears though? Because she's the new lieutenant governor. Yes. She's a – Oh, man. I, I, I will just say that right now. Also, there's a there's a, an image circulating of her on the internet with her holding a gun. I, the yes. gun's great in love, but also the outfit I want. Yes. It's yes. an amazing outfit. That's all. Yes. No, no, no. Complete. And it, it, it's it's funny because the video that she watches is racist, 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 racist. And then you see uh, first black, first black lieutenant governor <laughs> in Virginia history is, 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 yeah. is, is, is voted in. I mean, and it's, it's a, it's a great thing because this is, this is a, 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 a time in which Republicans can have their feet held to the fire. And you only like, I mean, it, for, for being real, the only reason why this man won is because he talked about schooling and school choice and parents having a say in what their kids are learning and, and, and being able to move that. So if the Republicans aren't the word like if the Republicans aren't scared to actually do what they're going to do, right? they could allow school choice and they could say, you know what? Hey. Let's figure out what school do you want your kids to go to? Right. Like it's it's okay. It is okay. That is perfectly fine. We can switch the funding around, make sure because I I don't know if people need to know this. Not all school districts are are created equal. Mm. There are some school districts that have a lot more money than other school districts. They have a lot more, they have the ability to have more programs. They have the ability to have more teachers hired to where the class sizes are smaller. Um, I've learned this partly because it's my first year in education. So I learned, like, if you have a large class, it's very difficult to teach. And it not really all, is. not all schools within school districts are created equal too. And I yeah. learned this growing up uh, yeah. the hard way. So yeah, you all, you have like the, the, the schools that don't get the funding that don't get the teacher. So yeah, I, I, I'm yeah, sure it, on the other side as a teacher, you can, you can see it even more clearly. Yeah, it, it it it's it's crazy, and and so he ran on that. Like that was his literally his one thing. Hey, you as soon as soon as as soon as a, a blackface governor decided to um to to say like he was like you know what let's make this happen. Like here you go, here you go. Like boom, let's go, let's go. Like we're like we're hammering this home, 
and even to the point of uh, uh, I, I, I on a few other podcasts I listened to that for for pleasure, one of the guys he lives in Virginia and he said if if this current governor wins re-election or or if the Democrat wins, then he's moving to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's not moving because that entire state is just, I mean, it was nuts. I, I, I'm crazy. looking at it and I was, I was like, there's, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And I think that if, if this is a trend of things to come as what Kamala Harris said um, way back when she said, Feel like Virginia will be will, will, will show what the country is planning on doing moving forward. If this is a sign of things to come, twenty twenty four that election cycle is going to be very interesting. I mean, very very interesting. I'm I'm again I I'm probably not going to vote. I'm not going to say probably. I probably I most likely will not vote unless my wife convinces me otherwise. But. I will be excited. I will be sitting on my couch with my popcorn ready, ready to just figure all these things out. Um, it's like just to see how this country is going to go because it is going to be very interesting. If Virginia is any, if Virginia and New Jersey are any indication of of the way people's minds are working and how they're done, they're done with this COVID thing. They're done with with you sending sending their kids to indoctrination camps. Um, you know, if they're they're done with you forcing things down their throats, I think this is good. This can be a real good thing for liberty, regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're on the right or the left. This this is this is a in a direction that again has white pilled me and let me know that people that Americans are fed up with what is happening in this country and that they want to find a solution of some sort to be better, um, to be better Americans, to be better toward everybody and everything. They just want to be done with this. Yeah, and I, you were talking about how you were looking at the the map and, and thinking this is impossible. I'd, I was too, and I I'll try to find it so that I can put it in the show notes. I remember I was walking back from class and I was looking at uh, I found an electoral map that broke it down by county, but I also made, I set it so that the cross tabs showed the margin of victory in 2020 versus how the county was was going for this election, and. There were so many blue states that went red by a, or sorry, uh, blue counties that went red by such a significant margin. Yeah. And then the ones that stayed blue were by a much, much narrower margin. It, it was right. it was really shocking. But you know, leave it to uh, leave it to the Republicans. I hate to say it, but leave it to the Republicans to screw this up of over course. the next couple of years because sure. you know, on the one hand, yes, it it took a, a crisis of state mandated child abuse uh, to do it, but it seems like 2022 could be the year of school choice and a party mm-hmm. that achieves education reform. On the other hand, Dem- uh, Republicans got into power because Democrats didn't realize that they were elected by so many people, not because everybody loves the Democrat policies. Joe Biden won because Joe Biden wasn't Donald Trump. Exactly. And then what people thought happened was all these Democrats were saying, well, we have a mandate. No, you don't have a mandate. You put, you enforce mandates, but you don't. Your mandate right. is to not be Donald Trump. Exactly. And instead, you went and you pushed crazy policies. You told yep. people that they were racist for not supporting them. Yep. And you know, they, they had nothing to do with race. It just, you're just, you're racist for not supporting us because everything is about race now. And 
Republicans could easily make the same error and assume, oh, we got put in power. I guess that means that people love us. So let's right. do all of these, you know, far right populisty things. No, right. it's not what you're here for. Voters do not love you. They just are really angry with Democrats. Yes. So do what you were put in power to do. Exactly. And the, the Democrats seem perfectly willing to destroy themselves. Uh, it, we'll see. We'll see. As long as I, I am, um, I, I still stand on, on, on the words that of, of what Eric, Eric July says is uh, Republicans campaign like libertarians and govern like Democrats. Mm. Um, and and I, I'm all for education reform. Um, be, being an educator, I'm all for education reform. Yeah, like I yeah. see it every day. I mean, and it's, it, it, it saddens me. Um, j- j- just dealing with these kids, and, but that—that's why I became an educator is, is, to, is to make an impact, and hopefully, um, from the inside out. Even if, even if the, um, in Virginia they make their changes and they don't make changes in Texas, then then I'll, I'll make a change in, in my, in, at least in my classroom. Mm. Um, God bless. But yeah. what I can say is that I feel like people on the left and the right have the potential to hate somebody even more than uh, I'm not going to say more than Donald Trump. But no. um, they th- there's a growing hatred for 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 one man in in a um, in this country, and his name is Doctor Fascism. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, my bad, Doctor Fasci. Uh, yes, Doctor Fasci. Oh Dr., dear, Doctor Farsi. Oh dear, something I don't know. Some doctor who thinks he knows everything and he's been a bureau- who who's been a bureaucrat for longer than I've been alive. If 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 that says anything. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so so this is so much bigger than him. Um, I almost feel like I I try now to say, and also Peter Dazek, you know, and also all these people <laughs> at, at NIH. Because I mean Peter right. Dazek needs to answer for a lot of stuff. For sure. So, yeah, for, for listeners who don't know, I I sometimes write stuff at goodmorningliberty.us and I've I wrote one article uh, a couple weeks back about this NIH letter where they they wrote to Congress on October 20th. And um, so I, I wrote a piece that addressed this letter that the NIH sent to Congress on October 20th that said, okay, we're going to say we did fund research to EcoHealth Alliance and there was an experiment that was conducted. There's more than one experiment. The research grant's still ongoing. So they say, well, then this one experiment that we're going to talk about, there was a virus that was recombined with another virus, and it made a baby virus. And that baby virus actually was able to make 10,000 times more baby viruses than we expected it to. Now, the uh, the NIH also said, by the way, <laughs> we didn't consider this gain of function because these viruses weren't known to be transmissible to humans. And also we sequenced one of the parent viruses and we can now conclude that SARS-CoV-2 is decades removed from any wild type coronavirus of which we're aware. I'm like, okay, so you just admitted something that I don't think you intended to admit, my friend. <laughs> I really, there, so, so, the, so I, I wrote a second piece that kind of close reads the NIH letter in tandem with 
this, uh, the EcoHealth Alliance research grant, some of the other stuff. And I just go through point by point. There are a series of takeaways that are, that are important here. And uh, one of them is that there, there's no way that NIH could have not considered the EcoHealth research uh, gain of function and maintained its credibility as an agency. Uh, they're being demonstrably untruthful when they claim ignorance regarding the pandemic potential of pathogens right. studied because there was one parent pathogen that NIH did not sequence. It's called SHC014. Uh, this is unique for its capacity to bind to ACE2 receptors in humans. This was known, and in fact, it was shown to be infectious to human cells in 2015 by gain-of-function researchers at the University of North Carolina. And it's also known to mutate rapidly. So EcoHealth alludes to this in their grant proposal. In fact, they say, and I'm translating into plain English, but I have the, the actual quote uh, also in my article that they yeah. use, they say, look, it takes viruses a long time to mutate from being uh, adaptable to an animal host to a human host in the wild. Right. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to sequence viruses that are going to infect humans. And to speed up this process, we want to use a process of viral recombination where we take multiple <laughs> viruses and Frankenstein them together. And ones that are known to be infectious to humans. So they say this. They say this in their grant proposal. And then NIH says, okay, sounds good. Okay, so it's a lie. It's a lie that NIH are telling in their letter. That's the first thing. There's a lot of good stuff about SHC014 you can read wow. about in the, in the article. Um, so to that end, I think it is urgent that NIH obtain and produce sequences for uh, the... For SHC014, the version that they used in the recombination experiment where they took two viruses and they mashed them together, mm -hmm. uh, I want the sequence for that chimeric virus, that dual virus, which is called SHC014, WIV1, and I want sequences for its offspring. I don't want it, really. It's that the American people and Congress <laughs> should demand it because then what we can do is we can look and compare. Okay, SHC014 SHT014 WIV1, and then these 10,000 times more pathogenic offspring. Now, how close are they to SARS-CoV-2? Mm. Because we don't know that, and right. we should know that, and we should especially right. know that because EcoHealth told us, by the way, one of these parent viruses can mutate very rapidly. NIH, meanwhile, in its letter says, look, um, one of these viruses, WIV1, is 96 to 97% genetically identical to SARS-CoV-2. And just in case you're thinking that's a lot, humans and bonobos or humans and chimpanzees are also 96, 97% genetically identical. So first of all, that is such bad science. Yeah. I can't even, that is, and that is <laughs> such bad science. But if you want to play that game in IH, you'll lose. Because right. if you set up a basic ratio, that looks at the rate of mutation for normal viruses, the rate of nucleotides per, you know, per, uh, per generation mutation mm. versus hominid evolution. We're talking about the difference between six to seven million years right. to days to, to a year. Yes. So if you want to play that yeah. game, you'll lose. Definitely. I mean, and, and, and for, 
even going on that, like when you think about how quickly this virus mutated, like, I mean, it's not most viruses that you deal with don't mute, don't have these crazy variants that happen in a year, Four less than year. a year. You know, like, like this, like this isn't, we are something, something's a muck when, when, when you, when you look at how things have transpired since 2020, we're, I mean, we're almost to 2022. So we're, we're a little over a year, a year and a half of this dealing with this in the U S um, we're right about, right about two years of dealing with this as far as we're globally, because I think it came, I think, cause it hit China in November of, tw- of 2019. So mm-hmm. we're close to about two years. I mean, and when you're thinking, I mean, they're talking about, oh, mutations, this mutation, mutation, mutation. And you're just like, this is some quick mutation. Like, I mean, this is, this is stuff that happens in movies as far as how quickly this stuff is mutating. Not, not anything that, that's, that's happened naturally in the, in the, the transfer of a bat to a human. And, and as far as the host and stuff goes, like, I mean, cause science is a beautiful thing. It really is. I will say I'm a believer in science. I do. And I try to dig as deep as I can. A lot of the science stuff goes over my head. So I speak to a lot of people who are smarter than me to break it down for me. And 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 I'm okay with that. I, I'll be first to first admit, I'm not the smartest person in the world. So what do I do? Like, you know what? Hey, you're smarter than me. What is this saying? What is this saying? <laughs> like, like, how does this work? Allow me help me decipher this data to figure all this stuff out. And what's happening with the NIH and everything that they're saying and what they're what these letters are saying versus what has happened in reality just doesn't add up. Two plus two equals four, not 44. Well, it's and it's the incredible unforced error. So, so you're right that we, so RNA viruses can mutate very quickly, but what happens is they're not adaptive mutations. Right. So when we see this uh, rate of adaptive mutation at four per year, that is really a lot for an RNA virus. And that's really yes. the only sort of thing that you would see if A, you had a, a virus that came from a virus, maybe named SHC014, hypothetical. I just made it up. Made hypothetically. Up hypothetically. You know, I like just the sound say. of it. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> a, a virus that's known for its remarkable genetic divergence, which means it, it, it mutates very, very quickly. You really only see that when it mutates quickly and when it, when it procreates in massive volumes, that's when you see it. Again, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a podcast of unforced errors because the NIH come and they say, look, we studied one of the parent viruses, WIV-1, which is kind of a run-of-the-mill bat coronavirus that, that's right. used in a lot of recombination. They said, we studied one, and all of these experts agree that it is decades removed from SARS-CoV-2. These mm-hmm. viruses that we looked at, that we sequenced, all of these wild bat coronaviruses that we know it's decades removed. Well, you know what? Here SARS-CoV-2 is. So how did it get here? If, mm. if it's decades removed from a wild-type virus, we have SARS-CoV-2, so how did it happen? Right. You got to talk to me. Talk to me. And I'm telling you, Tube, I know if there's – I know we just talked about education, but if I know one thing that public education has taught me, it's that one plus one is two and two plus two is four, okay? Ten plus ten and eleven plus eleven – or do not equal the same number 
regardless of whatever joke you think that works. Because mm. they're like, no, 10 plus 10 is 20. 11 plus 11 is 22. Oh, it's 22. No, it's 20 plus 2. So 22, not 20. It's 20 and 2, not 20 as well. Come on now, people. But the NIH is sitting here trying to tell me, no, that 10 plus 10 and 11 plus 11 equal the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, people. Y- y'all, y- you're tripping here. You're My tripping. Fit, yeah. My got favorite it. part, yeah. Ugh. No, go on, go on. No, go ahead, go ahead. You're no, good. You're good. Say, like one of my favorite parts is is just where they they take this one episode of hominid evolution and they're like, and viruses are just like this because experts, hey, experts, experts say that a banana and a human DNA have more than fifty have more than fifty percent um of, of of the same things. But you don't see me walking around saying eating a banana is cannibalism. Like, I mean. If, if, if we're going to go down that path, let's t- if we're just talking about commonalities between things, then all right, let's make it happen. But yeah. that's not the case. It's not the case. I mean, let's let's be real when, when, when we're discussing the science, as you guys like to call it. Like, come on. I mean, in statistics, something can be 98 percent like have some sort of like correlation with 98 percent, 98 percent. And if it doesn't fit within a hypothesis, then it doesn't count. It doesn't mm-hmm. prove anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say the basis is 99.95. I want to say it's like 0.05 is, 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 is where you want to be to have some uh, like statistical significance oh, or whatnot for, uh, between yeah. or 99.5. I'm sorry. So like that's where you want to be. You're talking 96%. Like, I mean, to, to I guess I guess to common Joe, that sounds like it's great. But when you talk to people who actually do some research and, and understand and understand sort of like correlation and how science and, and these things work, I mean, y- you got to come with something a little bit harder than that. Well, I'm, right. That, and, that's just me. And yeah, well, no. And then the point is that it it it's a it's a long way away for a human and and uh, and a hominid, or it's a long way away from a human and the common ancestor that they have with a chimpanzee. That's not comparable. And in any way to the distance between SARS-CoV-2 and SHT0145 by one. <laughs> you say that a zillion <laughs> times. When I write a million times, I, I, I remember the name. Right. But so so when, you're dis- when you're deliberately misleading the public about the, the rate of viral reproduction and, yeah. and you're admitting that SARS-CoV-2 probably didn't evolve in the wild and you owe us several genomic sequences that might actually render greater similarity to SARS-CoV-2. Um, I would just, you know, I gave, I gave the, <laughs> I gave uh, House Republicans and Senate Republicans a bit of a pass this past week for not looking into this. Cause I was like, Oh, you guys are excited about your election. Fine. Come right. On, you know, Moscow, right. Great. But now I would really like a hearing, please. I've said that before. I would really like a hearing. <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting together, you know, my draft team for, for my, yes. for my preferred, uh, you know, origins of the novel coronavirus hearing. Maybe, maybe I need to reach out to, um, to my representative, Randy Weber, who is you not. You should. I'm, I'm trying to work up the guts to write know. to Rand Paul. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I do have I do have family that that live in Kentucky. They probably won't write to Rand Paul because because no. they they are definitely not um they're more so blue than they are anything else. But it is what it is. But I will say we talked about a couple of things. We we we, we talked about something a few episodes episodes ago where I was white pilled and I was thoroughly enjoying it. Um, 
But that was only with one airline. That was with mm-hmm. Southwest. Now we're having a lot more grounded flights with different with different airlines. Um, Spirit. I don't know why you're flying Spirit, but if you so choose like to fly Spirit, Spirit <laughs> that uh, they 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 hit potholes in the air, then by all means you could do that. All right, I don't knock anybody who fly Spirit. I've flown Spirit a couple of times, and I get it. I get it. So it's all good. If you fly Frontier, it's all gravy. I get that. But American Airlines has had a, a over was it? I wanted was it last weekend? Had roughly fourteen hundred grounded flights, yeah, in a span of was it three days, and their excuse was weather. Weather. Their excuse was was a great gust of wind that came through, and it delayed a bunch of um, it, it delayed a bunch of their staff and their shortages. So Just they had American. staff shortages. What's that? Just American, like the gust of wind yes. was a, yes. was an Just American, American Airlines, Airlines employee seeking gust of wind. Yes, exactly. That's what it was. And 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 then all of a sudden now it's like a well, so because they were delayed one day, it delayed some flights the next day and the very next day. So we're so over it was 1400 and counting. So la- last report that I read was 1400, but it but it had gone up since then. I'm just like but it's all because of this crazy gust of wind that came through and only affected one airline. One major airline didn't affect all the others, just that one. I'm, just, I mean, I don't know if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, maybe quacks like a duck. It's probably a goose. I don't know. It's probably a walk know. off. No, gotta I, I, I got a text message from Rite Aid a few days ago where they're like, "We're adjusting our hours to better serve you," and I'm thinking, "You, so you guys are dealing with walk offs too? Then is that the dead giveaway? Because they yeah. can't, they can't blame gusts of wind. Obviously, them. they're indoors." Yeah. 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 You, no, you can't I, staff people. You can't. It's, and I, 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 again, this is a white pill moment. I thoroughly love it. And, and I mean, and even, and to think that all this is happening prior to the holiday season, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this is, this may inconvenience a lot of people traveling over, over the holiday season, but I will say that is an inconvenience I'm willing to accept. If, if it's because, People are trying to because people are not complying to to being forced to have something in their bodies by the federal government and then and by the extension of the federal government, which are the which is the airline industry mm-hmm. and so forth. Then then I'm all for it. And it's it's one of those things like the, the pilots, they're not backing down like they're no. they're very much like, you know what, you can try to you, you can. You can hire a stewardess and train a stewardess and and, and 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 or flight attendants. I'm sorry, I don't know what the PC word is. Flight attendants. You can hire them and train them. Um, it's expensive to become a pilot, and you just can't grab any Joe Smo off the street to have them become a pilot. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of schooling that you have to go to. There's a lot of training that you have to go through. Like, there is there's a lot to it. So, you know, regardless of how many you have, pardon the pun, within the wings. Um, then that you know, waiting in the wings that does not clear the aspect, it, it, it doesn't clear the fact that if you have all these pilots just walk off and say, We're not getting this, you're not gonna force us to do it. If you have the pilots union saying, We're not, we're not backing any of this stuff up, there's going to be a lot of inconvenience people 
over the holiday season. Yeah, well, and a lot of pilots are ex-military. A lot of, yes. and again, if you look at the demographics, I'm definitely not saying that all military people are 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 Republicans, um, but demographically speaking, you're more likely to be a Republican if you're in the military. More, yes, likely. you are. Um, yeah, so a lot of them are ex-military. A lot of them are, you know, have have that have that mindset, have that way of thinking. Now, my fear is if this inconveniences people, you could see a divergence where you could see some people saying this is the fault of the mandates. You could have some other people saying this is the fault of people who just don't want to get vaccinated. Right. And uh, I mean, technically, they're both right, but I think yeah. you should have the freedom to not get in, especially like Ninth and Tenth Amendment people. Okay. It's, it's not, this is not a case of your. Uh, you know, your freedom to swing your fist around ends where my nose begins because the equivalent for that is so therefore strap your arm to your right. side and never move your hand again. Right. That's what they're saying. Amputate your hand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This man is for And, and, and again, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm no, I probably, I do speak, I do speak, um, uh, I, I do talk about how poorly politicians are or whatnot, but if this is another, I mean, if you want to talk about demographics of pilots and so forth, there's a viral video of a, uh, of a, of a pilot literally saying, to, you know, they're taking off and he says, blah, 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 blah. Let's go, Brandon. And then they move on. Like, I mean, this is a pilot who's not afraid to lose his job yeah. because he's literally saying over the intercom to a bunch of people in his, in, you know, in, in in the aircraft, and he says, "Let's go, Brandon." And everybody knows what that means. Yeah, you know, like I, I know what that means. It's funny. We ha- when when my sisters were in town, um, my older sister had just realized exactly what that meant, maybe about a week ago, and then flies back to Tennessee and goes to a Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle show, and loves that. And they're chanting, they're creating Let's Go Brandon songs and whatnot. So, like, this is the demographic of the pilots. Like, mm-hmm. again, I mean, like Amanda said, there's no blanket statements. And we're not saying all, all of them are Republicans and all of them are this, that, or the other. Because that's that's not true. That's like saying all black people vote Democrat, and that's not true. Um, but majority of them probably do operate that way. Well, um, yeah. And again, blanket statements also for, for let's go Brandon. I, you and I, yes. I don't think are, are huge Trump supporters. Everyone's acting like <laughs> let's go Brandon is a pro Trump phrase. It's not, right. it's an anti-Biden no. phrase. <laughs> exactly. Informal, informal poll. Neither one of us really <laughs> likes Trump. Uh, both of us are fans of the phrase. Let's go Brandon. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Well, um, I Love ending that, even though if you don't think that's a good note, that is a very good note as far as um, people are actually standing up for their beliefs and so forth. Um, but you've made it this far with us. We appreciate you. We love you. Please, 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 please um, uh, like us on Facebook, not Facebook. I'm sorry. This <laughs> we is, don't have a Facebook. Yeah, no, we don't have a Facebook. No, we like Facebook us on Meta. Yet. We don't have a Meta. Yes. Yeah, Meta. What, however that works, whatever the case may be. I'm a little too little too busy to uh, to operate a Facebook page on top of everything else. But please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, uh, Apple Music, Apple on I, Apple Podcast. Sorry. We're getting Man, it. it's been a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm I'm just let's it's go brand. Like, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Even though that's now deemed as hate speech. I don't know. I just I like Brandon and Brandon's a good guy. Like I Love teach Brandon. some Brandons and they and I tell them to, "Hey, we're good," you know. 
But um, okay, let's let's try this one more time. Please, please, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please do that. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Spotify, wherever you catch your podcast, wherever your podcatcher is. Please, please, please follow us on there. Um, Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that is how the algorithms make sure that we are doing a good job. We are continuing to grow and grow and grow, and I greatly appreciate you guys. Um, Please share this with a friend. Share this with an enemy. Share this with a frenemy. Um, share with whoever you feel like that this needs to be shared with. We we, we thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this. Um, I know we, we, we take time of our out of our weekend to actually um, to do this and record this, but we do enjoy this. We do enjoy civil discord and having some 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 good uh, discourse between us, even though we agree on a lot of things or whatnot. There are a few things that we do disagree on. Yeah, we need to do that sometime soon. Yes. Yeah. So at, at some point, we'll have to talk about something that we disagree on and um, even more in depth. Um, but uh, do all of those things. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, that's um, Civil Discord Pod on Twitter. Um, Ajax the Griff for Amanda. Call me Maurice and Civil Discord on Instagram as well to um, do all of that, do all of that. And we will be back again with another episode of civil discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am Maurice. And as always y'all be easy. Stay fierce.